The text for the message this morning is Revelation 22, verses 6 to the end. And he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoers still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who desires take the waters of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, many of us may have stayed up right to, to midnight to confirm that the Lord Jesus did not come back in 2022. In His infinite wisdom, God used the past 365 days for other things, not to return, but to prepare us more for His coming. Through the preaching in the last year, He spoke to us in the Exodus sermons about His power to deliver us from the slavery of sin and how He accompanies us in the wilderness of this life, protecting us from His and our enemies and preserving His church in the truth that comes from Him. As we looked at the sermons from 1 Kings, we we heard how God warned us against the temptations of money and power and how they can easily turn us away from His saving work in Christ through His church. 
The Lord encouraged us with the promise of his amazing grace to us, his chosen people, that is evident and will be even more evident in the day of of judgment, as we could see in the prophecy of Zephaniah. The last year, the Lord guided us by his Spirit, teaching us how to express our thankfulness for the work of Christ with a life of obedience, following the Ten Commandments, and praying to the Lord in the instruction that our Lord Jesus gave us on how to pray. And he confirmed for us that, that he has chosen us before the foundation of the world to live in holiness before him every day of our life. In the last year, the Lord used the congregation, our time together, our worship to, to, to guide us and to lead us. He used the spiritual leaders in our homes the office bearers in in the church. And he was shaping us to to grow and to mature and to think about why we are here on this earth and how to use our gifts for his glory. He led us through the reading and study of his word in our homes and in the catechism instruction and uh, through Christian education and Bible studies. The Lord granted us as a congregation babies and new life and the Lord has also promoted some of our loved ones to to glory from the glory we even read described in Revelation 21 when their earthly journey had come to an end and all this had a has a purpose in God's overall plan as he he seeks to strengthen us in our in our faith and to prepare us for the future Though we have sinned against God and we have sinned against one another. Though we fell many times in our lives and we needed to be picked up by the grace of God. Though our reactions to hardships were not always pleasing to God. The Lord declared to us over and over again this year that we have the full forgiveness of all our sins and everlasting life. In Jesus Christ. We are and we remain united as a congregation in our common faith in Jesus Christ. In that promise of forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. As we stand together seeking to be peacemakers with one another with our eyes pointing forward. The beginning of the year here and now we're, we're looking ahead thinking about what God is calling us to. The urgency of ongoing repentance and faith and commitment to love God and our neighbor is especially evident when we place our lives in the context of the words of our Lord Jesus in Revelation 22, verse 20, when he tells the churches through his angel, surely I am coming soon. That's a source of great comfort and great hope for God's people. And I preached to you this gospel under the theme, Our Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon. We'll see that His promise is trustworthy. His reward will be final. And His church prays, Amen. Come Lord Jesus. The conclusion of the revelation of Jesus Christ to the churches refers back to everything that was promised in these letters and these words. And 
The Lord Jesus declares to the world, he says, these words are trustworthy and true. The citizens of the kingdom of heaven can begin 2023 in the certain knowledge that God is sovereign over all things. That God's Son has gained the victory over death and sin and is in heaven reigning as King. And that God's Spirit will bring the churches that are in Christ's hand through the tribulation of persecution and punishment into that glorious peace of the new heaven and the new earth that we read about when our Lord Jesus returns. We may begin 2023 with the words of the angel that the Lord, the God of the Spirit of the prophets, sent to show his servants what must soon take place. We have that in our, in our minds as the truth, as a continual point of reference, the, 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 the lens by which we look at everything that happens in our lives, good or bad. Our Lord God urges us, believe what I have said. He tells us, keep the words of the prophecy of this book. He wants each one of us to take those words seriously in our lives, to understand that our Christian faith is a matter of life and death, eternal life and eternal death. And so in verse 10, the angel told the apostle John not to seal up the words of the prophecy of this book. In the, in, in the same conclusion, the, the Holy Spirit urges us to be careful not to add to the prophecy of this book or take away from the words of the prophecy of this book. God's answer that He is giving to us right now to our hardships and to our tribulations and to our persecution and to all our suffering is found in the words of promise. So this is the answer I give to you. It is the vision of the Son of God coming in glory. And to ignore this word, this prophecy, is to ignore the truth. But to keep on thinking about all that God has shown us about the reality of our situation is to keep on having hope and confidence, even in the most trying times. And as Christians beginning a new year, we need to have realistic and biblically instructed expectations about what we can expect in 2023. May God help us to find our comfort and hope in Him rather than in the ease of life of this temporary world. Although we may be saddened, says the prophecy, says the book, by lukewarm faith, maybe in ourselves, maybe in those we are leaning on. We may be disappointed by idolatry seeping right into the very church. Just read the first chapters of Revelation. We may be injured by ferocious attacks by the enemies of God and His church, by the terrible punishments that are poured out upon the unbelieving world. We may know that our ascended Lord Jesus Christ truly holds us, holds His churches in His hand. 
And in his grace, God has told us what to expect. He said, this is what will soon take place. And then he confirmed this revelation by providing not just the requisite two, but four witnesses. The words to the churches in the first chapters are confirmed several times by what the Spirit says to the churches, the first witness. The angel who spoke with John, who had been sent to the earth by the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, is the second witness we see in verse 6, who confirms that these words are trustworthy and true. The apostle John, who was sent to proclaim the gospel by Jesus Christ himself, and even exiled for his preaching, also confirms that he is the one who heard and saw these things. Verse 8, our ascended Lord Jesus Christ, the King we worship, who is in heaven, then adds his own name as, as the fourth of the witnesses, assuring us in verse 16 that he has sent his angel to testify about these things. And then when we consider who it is, who our Lord Jesus is. And he tells us this in the very context. Who he is, it's, it's very clear again that this is not a message to be ignored. The Christian faith is not something to, to put on the shelf for some other time. In Revelation 22 verse 13, the Lord reminds us that he is the Alpha and the Omega, that's like the first and the last letter of the Greek al alphabet. He's, he's the A and the Z, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The Son of God who speaks these things to us, he reminds us of his eternity. In his sovereign power, he truly has a complete and a total knowledge of all things. He has oversight over everything that has happened in the past, that is happening today, and he knows exactly how everything will end. That is the Lord and Savior we worship. Jesus tells us that he is the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. By using the name Jesus and speaking of his descent from David's line, he comforts us with the knowledge of his human nature. He, he understands what it's like to live here on the earth. He was, he was living with, in the glory of his Father in heaven and he humbled himself to become a part of our history. His humiliation was a part of his plan to bring in the new day after the darkness like the bright morning star. He urges us to see him as that morning star also in this new year. As we begin 2023, we need to hear the words of our great God and our Savior. We need to believe in Jesus Christ and look to Him for the promised reward. And so this trustworthy word comes to us with four witnesses from heaven Himself, and the Lord Jesus tells us he is coming and he is bringing his reward with him, his recompense with him. It's in verse 12. And the word recompense 
It is a word that means a, a reward that people deserve as a consequence of their actions. When the Lord Jesus, who sees and knows everything that has ever happened, when he says that he is bringing his recompense with him to repay each one for what he has done, it's to be compared to a, a judge giving a final sentence according to what the people had done while they were living on the earth. It's referring back, in fact, to Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. Everyone will appear before the throne of God, we read, and the Lord will settle accounts, bring recompense. Those whose names were not written in the book of life will be thrown into the lake of fire for persisting in the sin of worshiping the beast and anything other than the one true God. Revelation 22 verse 11 describes those who will be repaid with punishment as evildoers who still do evil and filthy people who continue to be filthy without repenting before the Lord Jesus returns. Revelation 22 verse 15 describes the people who will be repaid with punishment as people who act like disease-ridden stray dogs, which were cowardly and faithless and detestable. The Lord warns the sorcerers who are engaged in, in different kinds of magic, and we know that is continuing to happen today. He warns the sexually immoral who are faithless to their spouses or their future spouses with pornography and other immoral acts. He warns the murderers who are filled with anger and with a desire of revenge. He warns the idolaters who love the things of this world more than God. And he warns those who love and practice falsehood and lies instead of believing and submitting to the truth revealed in the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord tells us that when He comes bringing recompense, everyone who is still persisting in these sins without fighting them will be repaid with, for their rebellion against God. Reminds us of the warnings that accompanied the giving of the law in Deuteronomy chapter 4, and then again in Deuteronomy 29. Revelation 22 verses 18 and 19 announces that the Lord will repay anyone who adds to the words of this prophecy by adding to them the plagues described in the book. He will repay people who take away from the word in kind by taking away their share in the tree of life and the holy city. And so the Lord says His words are trustworthy and true. He says he, he is coming, but then He tells us words that make us think about how important it is to look at our lives, look at the things that we are clinging to still, the things that we know are wrong and, and have not yet begun to fight against. He wants us to think about the consequences of our actions, the final reward People will receive for persisting in the sin of harming their neighbors in this life. He tells us He is coming. He tells us He is bringing recompense. He speaks these words to us today as a clear warning 
if you are continuing to live in evil or living a lie or living and persisting in sexual immorality or making an idol of having that comfortable life, His Word comes to us today. Today is the day to, to repent, to confess our sins. That is what everyone whose name is written in the book of life will do. The gospel message I declare to you today is that you do not need to suffer the plagues described in this book. You do not need to be barred from the holy city. The conclusion to Revelation includes a a heartfelt and a serious call to the humble and to the meek and to the faithful who long for the water of life without price that our Lord Jesus already announced in John 7 that we, we sang about in Psalm 42. Reminding us of Isaiah 55, that that call that came. The Spirit and the Bride say to the churches, Come, God the Spirit, together with the leaders of His church, the Bride, they urge us all to come to the Lord. To come to the Lord is to leave the world behind, to trust in God's promises, to embrace Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And those who hear these words and by God's grace understand the gospel, they join in that call and they begin to call others who desire righteousness to come. You do not need to keep on being thirsty You do not need to grovel in the misery of sins. You do not need to live in fear of the Lord Jesus coming with recompense. If you have fought the forces of evil, if you have hated the temptations of the flesh, your divine King who comes to sit beside you calls you to step forward, to step out of the ranks of the world and to follow Jesus Christ. And the Lord God Almighty, His arms are are wide open with the sweet offer of the gospel of life and He calls us to come. He is holding the water of life without price. The Spirit and the Word of God so that you may enjoy the better reward. And there are two things that characterize the people who will be blessed by our Lord Jesus with the reward of eternal life that we read about in the new heaven and the new earth. They first believe the words of the book of Revelation. That's verse 7. And secondly, we read those who are blessed wash their robes. The gospel announced in the book of Revelation is that Jesus Christ was the worthy Lamb who was slain for us and in our place. And He rose from the dead. And He ascended into heaven. And He rules right now as King of kings and Lords, Lord of lords. Those blessed by the Lord see what John saw. And we know It's all true. We believe that we belong in that multitude described in Revelation 7. That multitude who has come out of the great tribulation of the spiritual battle that we are on here. The blessed believe 
that by the grace of God they will overcome the evil in this world that they are now hating and fleeing from in their lives. And so as they prepare themselves to stand before the throne and before the Lamb, they also wash their robes and make them white in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 22 says, Blessed are those who wash their robes. What does that mean then? What does it mean? When do we wash our robes? Although as the first chapters of the prophecy clearly illustrate, God's people continue to struggle with sins in their lives. Look at, look at John himself who bowed before an angel so that our robes are soiled by the sins we commit. The blessed ones will come into the presence of the Lord and they will confess that their robes are soiled by sins. And they will trust in God that He will take them away through His Son, Jesus Christ. That He clothes us with Christ's righteousness. And believing this, it takes away all the fear. All the fear of the judgment. The Lord says, it is all done. He has made us clean. And our Lord Jesus tells us that He sees that humility. He sees that faith in Jesus Christ. He sees that repentance and that desire in your heart to hate and flee from sin. He sees that trust in the Lord and in Christ's work and He tells you that He will reward you with the final reward of blessing. If you keep the words of this prophecy, believe that the Lord is Savior, wash your robes in preparation and desire the Holy Spirit who is the, the water of life who guides you in righteousness and holiness. This is evidence that God has graciously written your name in that book of life. And the merciful words of Jesus Christ are true for you today. When he says, you may enter the city by the gates. Psalm 118, fulfilled in glory. The final reward for those who trust in Jesus Christ through the great tribulation will be that we have the privilege of participating in that glorious reality that we read about in Revelation 21. The tree of life will be there. The leaves that give healing for the nation. The Lord Himself will dwell among us. This is what the Lord wants us to be thinking about regularly in our lives. For the glory of His victorious kingdom. It outshines anything that you may know or see in this year, in this life. And His announcement is clear. And comforting for everyone who believes. He says, I am coming soon. And his church prays, Amen. And that's serious. That's clearly the, the main theme here. The Lord Jesus says it three times in these few verses. He says, He is coming soon. And he urges the churches to behold this fact, which is a call for each one of us to, to lift up our eyes, to, to see it happening with the eyes of faith. Behold, the Son of God is coming. 
through the, the tribulations of, of being a Christian in a hostile world, as these tribulations are weighing us down, and they will again in this new year, through the tears of sickness and mourning and persecution and death that fill our eyes, our divine King speaks tenderly to His church. He urges us to behold, to look at, to see the truth. The Good Shepherd who gave His life as the Lamb of God for His sheep, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the powerful King and, and the Judge leading the righteous through the battle to the victory. He promises His church, Surely I am coming soon. 2,000 years ago, roughly, he spoke those words. And they remain as true for the church now as they did when John first heard them. The word soon means without delay, at the appointed time of God. Right now, sometime during these last days that the church is here on earth. It is the next great redemptive act of God. The next thing that will happen is the return of our Lord Jesus. And the early church recognized the connection between Jesus' announcement and the celebration of the Lord's Supper, which the Lord Jesus commanded us to celebrate until He comes. In the sacraments we see that distinction between the blessed who wash their robes and who keep the words of the prophecy and those who persist in their sins and remain outside the kingdom of God. We can see where we will stand when Christ returns. And so the Didache, which is a book that gives instructions to the early church, the, the, the book is called the Didache. It has this word. It's a very, very old book that has old instructions for the church, probably even around the time of John, where they have this exhortation. They said... You can read it, let grace Jesus come, and may this world pass away. Hosanna to the God of David. If anyone is holy, let him come. If anyone is not, let him repent. Maranatha, come Lord. Amen. And as God's people today on the first day of 2023, we take these words upon our lips with that great longing and that delight. Amen. It means it is true and certain. Amen is a confession that we believe that Jesus is coming soon and that we have prepared our hearts. And as Christ himself, he, he calls out for, for an amen from his church. He doesn't just want to hear the, the word called out in a service as some positive reinforcement of something spoken in the church. But he calls us to show our amen with our entire life. Like faith, amen from our mouths is an action word. Believing that Christ's announcement that he is coming soon, that leads us not to just saying amen and continuing on with what we were doing, but to faithfully join ourselves to the body of Christ, to a faithful Bible-believing church 
to place ourselves under the faithful preaching of the Word of God, to confess our sins and so wash our robes, to participate in the sacraments, to pursue pure and disciplined lives both within and outside of marriage, to praise God, to worship Him in thanksgiving and prayer. That's the amen of the church. Ordinary, faithful service for another year, week by week and day by day and hour by hour. The amen life that is focused on the coming of our Lord Jesus. So we adorn our, our prayer, amen, with the words, come Lord Jesus. It's, it's a prayer that, that we are prepared to receive Him. And we're not thinking only of our own interests, but also of the interest of others, the next generation, our children, our neighbors, our colleagues. The Lord has removed the veil. And by faith, we may once again begin a new year knowing the truth. We know who is in control. We know our Lord Jesus is coming soon. We know that we who believe belong to Him. We know that our eternal life has already begun, that nothing can separate us from the Lord our God, and that no one will take away our reward. We can be certain that we will be able to continue to serve God and our neighbor for all eternity. That service and love that is starting today will never end. And so how will we use the seconds, the minutes, the hours, the days, the weeks, months that God gives to us before Christ returns? What are you doing with your life to seek the furtherance of the kingdom? Jesus is using the delay to warn the murderers, the idolaters, the sexually immoral, the sorcerers to repent Let us stand up beside our coming King. Let us stand beside Him as we seek godly worship and love and purity. Jesus calls everyone to come to meet Him, just like guests preparing for the coming bridegroom at the wedding by living according to His Word, by washing our robes in the blood of Jesus. Let us obey the call of our Lord Join Him as His body, His church, loving one another, glorifying God with a resounding Amen in everything we do. Let us live the Amen, come Lord Jesus, life, praying together, O Lord, come, come quickly, disperse the gloomy clouds of night, come to us with your shining light. Bring an end to the lies and the violence, the selfishness and the hatred. Remove every hindrance to our faithful worship of your holy and awesome name. Purify our hearts, our minds, our bodies, so that they, ne met, so that they may never be stained with sin again. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with us all. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. We'll now sing and stand and sing that as our, our prayer, hymn 67. Standing if you're able to stand. <clears throat>